Hello, world, and thank you for joining me today. This is Shelley Shearer, and you are listening to the podcast Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, where if I've experienced it, I'm going to share it with you. If I've learned it, I'm going to tell you about it, and always some education along the way. Good morning, world. I hope you're having a spectacular day. I know I am. This is Shelley Shearer, and you're listening to Coulda, Woulda, Shoulda, the podcast on not living in regret. Today is a gorgeous sunny day and my brother-in-law's birthday. And tomorrow, my other brother-in-law's birthday. It's a busy week in the Shearer family. And I gotta say, do you ever do something just silly? In fact, I'm kind of known for this silly. So, the family... (laughs) Keith's family is spectacular. I married into a great family. And when we camp, one of his brothers, uh, he has two older brothers and an older sister. He's the baby out of four. They, uh, he can play the guitar and their family tradition. When I first met them all 17 years ago, we went camping, um, the campfire songs and stuff, which I grew up with when I was younger. Well, right out of the gate, I have absolutely no shame whatsoever. I can't hold a tune to save my life. I can sing one song on key. It's a Canadian, I think it's actually even a Canadian song. I can't remember who recorded it. I think it's something to do with a snowbird flying something. It's from the 70s. Anyways, there's something about that song that no lie, I sing it and people look at me and go, you could sing professionally. And then the rest of the time they're like, oh honey, (laughs) maybe you should sing quieter. Yeah, I don't know why that one song I can sing on, on key, like it's quite amazing actually. I can belt that puppy right out. And the rest of the time, not so much. So I learned to play the piano as a kid. But I never really got very far because I don't have an ear for, for tone. I, I just simply don't, uh, which is why, you know, I sound the way I do. I laugh too loud and I, I'm not really conscious of that kind of spectrum of, of, uh, of experience. That's just not my thing. The thing I do know how to do, which is the weirdest thing, if the music is playing, I can sing along. It's, it's a freaky, creepy little gift. Uh, the words just kind of come to me, and sometimes I swear I'm just making them up, but they're the right ones because they just seem to co- kind of go with the tune. But yes, it's kind of freaky. If anything on the radio, my husband will tell you, anyone that's known me their whole lives since high school, if the song's on, Shelly will sing to it, just about. It, it's kind of weird. I don't even know. If I knew my school worked that well, I would have been a straight-A rocket science test, but unfortunately, that's not the case. So anyway, so what I do, the point of telling you all this, <laughs> a little bit of a little secret about my musical and non-musical ability, is I phone and sing for my brother-in-laws on their answering machines when it's their birthday. And full on, you know, not quite Marilyn Monroe, but you know, the full on camp it right up, fully off key, top of my lungs. (laughs) And after this many years, they kind of just learned to come home from work and expect it. In fact, I forgot to do it one year and I got a phone call. Where's my song? It's like, oh, whoops, I started a tradition here. Do you guys ever do anything just silly? Just silly to make someone else smile. That's why I do it. I I just do. Because my one brother-in-law, the one that's tomorrow, he is the loudest, roughest, gruffest teddy bear you're ever going to meet. Like my whole husband's family of hearts of gold. It's just, it's a seriously a character trait in that family. But Kevin's loud. Okay, you think I'm loud on the podcast? you got to meet my brother-in-law. So I fit right into this family, no problem. But he's loud, and he always gives you a big hug, but he's always weird about it. Like, he's kind of laughing, like, he just don't touch me, but he likes to be hugged type idea. Then there's Al. That's the brother-in-law today. He's the funniest, because he's the brother-in-law to this, my actual sister-in-law. So it's the sister is my husband's family. He is he's married to Keith's sister. And he can be a grumpy old poop pants some days, I swear. But you know what? 
I get such a kick out of him. He's one of my favorite people just because he can be so annoying some days. And we get into it to the point where actually our spouses have to separate us. You two separate rooms because I give him no mercy. Sometimes people in our family walk around on eggshells with him because they just don't want to, you know, hurt his ego or whatever. Not me, man. We're angels fear to tread. I'm in there like a dirty shirt, like white on rice. Uh, just, I pick at him. I'm like a sibling, actually. Maybe he just didn't have enough of that growing up because I am like my husband is to his brothers to Al. It's just like, if there's an opening, I just got to poke at it. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I'm, I should feel bad, but I really don't. Anyway, so lots of times I get Al pretty riled up, but, um, he expects me to phone and sing for his birthday. And I know when he comes home from work today, actually he's retired, but he's still farts around doing whatever he does. He will laugh when he hears this message. So the question is, do you do things that make other people laugh? You know, there is nothing. There is really not much in the world more satisfying than making someone smile. It's, if people could, if, when I ask people, not if people could, because uh, I ask them, you know, if you really want to know yourself, ask your friends for honest opinions and don't give them the opportunity to give you all the negative if you, if you don't want to hear it. Just, you know, if you want to know what people kind of the top three things they think about, about when they think of you, you know, what's my top three strengths or when you think of me, what comes to mind? If it's something negative, you might want to work on that and take the feedback like a, you know, with your big girl panties on. But usually people have kind things to say. They really do. And if you ask people about me, they would say, because I've been told this so many times, that I make people feel good. And I love that. That is the biggest compliment anyone could ever give me. Just truly, truly. Because I see people treat each other so awfully, so often. It's not even funny. In fact, there's movies I won't even watch on TV because I just can't stand injustice. I even struggle watching movies, you know, that uh, period pieces when women didn't have rights and they were owned by men, days of slavery, Nazi Germany. I can't watch any of that stuff. What goes on in the Congo, in in Africa, South Africa, I just can't watch any of those movies. I'm not burying my head in the sand. I know that stuff goes on and I'm quite educated in it. But I can't fill my mind and spirit with that. So I've never seen Schindler's List, for instance, the Academy Award winning movie on, on Nazi Germany. I just cannot watch that kind of stuff. In fact, I really had a tough time even watching Whisco, Whiskey Tango Foxtrot the other night, which is, was a comedy with Tina Fey. And it was, it was, she did quite a good job of portraying the journalist. It was based on a true story. But you know, when that stuff that goes on in the Middle East, I find it heartbreaking. But as a little segue, that's, we got to pull our troops out of there. Nothing's ever going to change to the people change their mind. And right now the women are brainwashed. The men are the way they are. It's like, you know what? They're not that really different from us two to three, four hundred years ago in the Western culture or in your, in the European culture. Women were property. They couldn't vote. Um, you had the right to beat your wife. You know, there was just, it was just awful. Child labor was still happening in the industrial age. Do you know what? We are only a very short period in history out of terrible, terrible times in our history when it comes to, and I'm going to say European because North America there's nobody over here that didn't come over from over there, okay? The only thing that's native to North America is the native Indians. The rest of us are transplants. So our background comes from either England or France, Spain, the Netherlands, Germany, those, you know, Eastern Bloc countries. That is what my country is full of, okay? That's who we all are. So I have a British background. And you know, it's heartbreaking when, I'm, when I watch and I listen to that kind of stuff. 
So I don't fill my head with it. I, like I say, not burying my hand in the sand. I just don't want to see it. But I do want people to feel good because I see so much ugliness in the world. I sometimes wonder, you know, I'm a very religious person and I believe in God and, and I believe in the Bible. I don't always believe in how the Bible is interpreted. Not even remotely, actually. And I often wonder as we become more aware as a culture if a lot of what the Bible is saying, we just kind of took the wrong way because we didn't know any better. We didn't have any experiences or relativity to compare to take the Bible any other way, but literally, because we lived in an age where all humans were not created equal yet. And they still aren't, let's face it. Um, so how do you kind of put things into context? I sometimes wonder if when we talk about heaven and hell, I think we're making our own hell right here on earth. I truly believe that energetically, what we put out there in the world is that balance. That's, there's always going to be that balance. And I saw a great quote on Facebook the other day that stated something along the lines of the atrocities in the world. It isn't really that the bad people, it's not the bad people that are their issue. The bottom line is, I can't remember the saying, it's the good people that do nothing. That's the issue. And I couldn't agree more. I mean, I just couldn't. The bottom line is there is a balance of good and evil at all times. And when I, when I look at things around us, I sometimes think hell is a making is our own making. It's where we confine ourselves with our criticism and insecurities, our limiting beliefs, our judgments. Oh my goodness. Like I come from very judgy people. Okay. My gosh. If you talk to any of my dearest friends, they will tell you I was late. I was raised in a Christian environment that was judged, 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 judged. Everyone was going to hell but us. Like it was ridiculous. I don't know who the freak thought that was accurate. But anyways, they did. And it was really tough because I am, as I got older, I kept questioning everything. And that was really tough on my dad because, you know, I was raised a certain way and he kind of expected me to believe a certain way. But I say question. That's why I have a really tough time with people that don't take their kids to church because they don't want them brainwashed. I'm thinking brainwashed. Exposure is not brainwashing. You take them to church to expose them. And then you make sure in your home you teach them tolerance. You be careful where you take them for starters. And let them make their own decision when they get older. My granddaughter is six years of age and she has no idea about God and religion because we are not allowed to even discuss it around her. My son is, is the way he's very much against organized religion. And my daughter-in-law is just so anti at all of it. She's actually the opposite. She, they make such a big scene of not just having inclusiveness that they make a bigger scene out of it than I do in not believing than I do in believing. But you know what? That is their prerogative, but I just don't understand it personally. I think exposure and education and experience is very, very important. And I think it's why we get all this negativity and this them and us attitude because we're all just so segregated. We're all just so stuck in our black and white, how things are supposed to be or should be. I love that one. They shouldn't be doing this. They should be doing that. What were they thinking? I just love listening to people sitting in a corner of a room carrying on like that little gossipy busybodies. And Let's face it, we all do it. I do it with my girlfriend sometimes. It's like, can you believe what so-and-so did? We do these things, but at the bottom heart of it, you need to have an attitude of gratitude and graciousness and helping another human being. Like I, That's the kind of stuff I love watching on TV. 
I love watching stories of courage and and human nature at its best because I truly believe that human beings are capable of so much. We're capable of heaven on earth, but we have to choose that. Do you remember, if you ever heard the old Indian, um, and when I say Indian, I mean native Indian, uh, proverb about the wolves and you know the the young child goes to the shaman and says you know there's a I've got you've got a wolf I've got a wolf on each shoulder you know the anger and the happiness or the good the bad the evil the, you know whatever you want to call it you know who's going to win and the wise man says whomever you feed so are you feeding the good wolf or are you feeding the black one and let me tell you, it is pretty darn easy to slip down that slippery slope when we're just always criticizing, always judging, always everything. I did a podcast the other day. Um, I went to a huge party and I mentioned this in the podcast about how I was listening to this room full of, I think there had to be over 500 people there and people going on about these sexy little young dancers that were there as part of the evening's entertainment. Personally, I thought they were just lovely. Young girls in their prime. Um, they were sexy, they were tasteful, they were talented little dancers, and they were just lovely. They just, you know, they just added a touch of class and, and sexism to the whole evening, and they were lovely, and they were very interactive with all of us, and they were very appreciative of any compliment you gave them. We create these boundaries. Us as human beings, there is no they people. You are the they, okay? <laughs> they said this. That's you or someone like you. There is no them. It's not a conspiracy theory of these unnamed, non-human extraterrestrials running around our planet. You are the them. So if you're the them, be the good them. Be the ones that people talk about that say, hey, you know, so-and-so did this the other day, and it was a good thing. Or they said this to someone, made them feel better. Did you see that person smile at their waiter and give them a little extra tip, tell them they look lovely? Gave them a helping hand. I watched the most amazing thing the other day. I was in the grocery store and two young firefighters are behind me. Now, my brother-in-laws are firefighters, so I'm kind of used to them. And they, of course, they eat in the fire hall. And in our family, actually, the men all cook. So these young guys are buying dinner. And I, me, I interact with everybody. I'm standing in line and I comment to them. And of course, being middle-aged, you get away with talking with young men and they just don't see it any way but interaction and safe. I'm not like some 27-year-old that I might look like I'm hitting on them. I'm a woman in my 50s. But I'm very interactive. So it's like I'm commenting that looks better than what I'm making for dinner. And uh, and I go on my way. Well, outside the young firefighter. And it was kind of odd. I mentioned the young a couple times here because I've never seen that many young guys. Like these guys are in their 20s. Without a, the, the captain or someone older, there's usually like a team of their different ages. No, they, they really were a bunch of kids. And... Um, that young fellow got out of the fire truck that was parked on the side and went over to an elderly lady, loaded her groceries in her trunk for her, and took her cart back to the stall. I just stood there, and I put a prayer up to the universe saying, I hope his mom understands what she raised and is very proud of him. That kind of stuff just warms my heart. It just made me so happy to see that. How often does that happen hmm? in your life? My husband's one of those people, gift of service, and of course, gift of hospitality like I have. So we tend to interact with people a lot. We are those people that you drop something on the side of the road, we're going to stop and help you pick it up. It's just who we are. In fact, I'm probably way too helpful, my husband says. Sometimes I just need to keep my nose out of things, but I can't help myself. But here's some good examples. So my son comes from Canada. We are known around the world as being quite polite. And we are. I have to laugh when I, when I see other cultures sometimes. 
other cultures that sometimes seem really rude to me, but it's just their way. You know, we probably apologize far too much in Canada. But anyways, we're fairly, fairly friendly, and we've been told we've been very polite. That's kind of how the world sees us. Ryan's from Canada. He worked in the States for eight months last year. You know what, Canada and U.S., we're very similar. We're, you know, we're sister countries. Not a huge amount of difference, but there definitely is. And until you live in the United States and you really kind of see some, the underlying currents, it's, it's kind of different. And you go, oh, that's interesting. Well, he's in South Africa. Now, they have a thing where no matter where you are, apparently, and I may not be explaining this quite right, you greet someone. So there's none of this, like you're walking in New York City and you just walk past everyone. You always hear that complaint about people in New York or L.A. and they just walk past each other and no one speaks to each other, no one interacts with each other. We, we tend to, you know, if you're on the street, you smile at someone. I tend to be more on that side than other people. I understand that. And my son is a bit of an introvert, but he was raised by me to be polite that way. So he didn't find this too much of a stretch for him. What was funny, though, is he comes from a fairly open, friendly country. When he came back, he got into the car after I picked him up from the airport and he was laughing going, I think I just shocked that guy. I said, what are you talking about? He was in a convenience store picking up some supplies before going back to his house. And there was just a gentleman, you know, coming in or out of the door as he was. And Ryan engaged with him immediately. It just, he did it unconsciously. And the guy kind of looked strange at him. Well, that's a South African thing. Ryan says, I didn't even realize I'd picked that up. And he says, that guy probably thought I was weird, but you don't not look someone in the eye and greet them. That just seems to be a, something he picked up over there. Anyways, he picked it up after three months that he was, he did it automatically here. And we thought that was strange. And yet we are a country with the point is, okay. So anyways, do you kind of get my picture here, but how we're just all culturally somewhat different. But the bottom line is at a base level, we're still all human beings. We are all capable of great evil and we're all capable of great great um, generosity and kindness. The question is, do you choose to? That's all. Do you choose to? I do. I choose every day. And I encourage you to do the same. I cho choose every day. If I meet someone, there's no one in my life, mailman or anything, that does not know who I am. Like they, they actually literally know who I am. I engage with them. I talk to them. I give them a compliment. Um, I laugh with them at the front door if they're delivering a package, tease them, whatever. I interact. I love wait staff. I've mentioned this many times because I could just never do that job. People are so rude. Um, so I always love making a waiter's day. Even if it means flirting a little bit, I'm good with that. My husband always bugs me. Good flirting with the waiter. It's like, ah, oh, why not? It's a long shift. He needs to have some fun. <laughs> it's just, It's just the way we are. I am. So how are you with other people? Do you make people smile? Because... Long after you were gone, all the money in the world, people will not remember what you did for them or really maybe even who you are. They remember how you made them feel. And I will never forget that quote and I take it quite to heart. And I've been told that so many times in my life. And if that is all I leave this planet with, I feel pretty blessed and pretty happy. I do. When people say they walk into my home and I make them feel right at home, and I literally just got a message like that from my friends that were staying with us a couple of weeks ago, because we always love coming to Keith and Shelley's and walking in like we're at our own home. Do you know what? I understand if you don't have a gift of hospitality that that's just never going to be your gift, but it is mine. And how silly of me not to use it. Like, how selfish would that be? 
That's how I look at it. How selfish would it be not to make sure that gift is benefiting? And that's what gifts are. Sacred gifts are that. If you have listened to no, no other podcast, if you're new to my show, go back and find the interview with Monique McDonald on the sacred gifts. And this might make a bit more sense. Sacred gifts are innate abilities that we have that are given to us from birth, but they always have to benefit someone else. That's what makes them a gift. So for instance... I love music to the point that when I built my custom-built home 12 years ago, my entire ceilings were wired for sound. Every room in my house had speakers in them with controls on the wall. I had one of those wired systems that ran throughout my entire home. Music is playing in my home all the time. It's, It's very in my car, whatever. I just love music, all sorts of genres. I love music. It makes me happy. I play the piano a little bit, enough to get the Christmas carols for everyone to sing with at Christmas. I do not have a gift of music. There's nothing about me that's musically inclined that other people enjoy. There just isn't. So that's not a gift. That's I appreciate other people's gift of music. <laughs> okay? See what I'm saying? When people come into my home and they feel like they're, ma- they're at home, that's my gift of hospitality. I do it innately. It would just be so anti-me not to do that. My mother does not have a gift of hospitality. My sister does. My mom has a gift of service, so my dad has a gift of hospitality. So growing up, our house was full of people all the time, and my mother looked after all of us. But now that things are reversed and my dad's kind of losing his memory, my mom's actually quite antisocial. She doesn't like people in her house, and and, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. I find it weird. I just think, isn't everybody like me? And we're all that way. We look at other people and go, I don't understand them. Why aren't they like this? Because they're not like you. Everyone's different and all of those things make the fabric of our society and our life and our world. And I think it's fascinating and I think it's colorful and I think it's how it should be. But we still want to be the happiest and best version of ourselves out there. So what did you do today? And if you haven't done anything yet today to make someone smile, I encourage you before you go to bed tonight, make someone smile. A smile is free. And let me tell you, it also makes you look a heck of a lot younger. Have a great day, everyone, and I'll catch you on the flip side. Thank you for joining me here today. And if you subscribe to my podcast, you won't miss a thing. Remember to focus on not living in regret. You can reach me on Twitter at livingwell8 or email me at livingwellwithshell at gmail.com. Let me know what you like best about today's podcast, leave a review on iTunes, or leave me a message on something you'd like me to speak on next. Have a great day, everyone.